Don't you feel like you're there? It does feel like I'm there. It's so loud in my headphones right now. So yes, it feels like I'm there. Uh, I see your head nod. Can't deny it, dude. It's grooving. Power chord to the one. That's what you get when you let your heart That's a good song. What song is that? It's called That's What You Get by Paramore. You've never heard it? Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, man. It's on Rock Band. Maybe you've played it on Rock Band. Oh, that's actually probably the only reason I know it. That's Not that s- I'm a big Rock Band guy. I just <laughs> You do have three different Rock Bands set up in your living room at all times, just in case. <laughs> just in case anyone wants to get get together and jam, you know, uh, virtually. Yeah, and you never let anyone else play drums? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I'm drums. My house, my rules. <laughs> Do I get it 100% every time? I I once owned Rock Band, and all I ever wanted to... I only wanted to play guitar, and I only wanted to play When You Were Young by The Killers. (laughs) Like, we're not playing any other song (laughs) but When You Were Young by The Killers, because that's the only song I, like, knew well enough in real life to play fake guitar to on Rock Band. Do they have, like, a... uh rock band instead of rock band like i guess it would be like producer and it's just like a guy with a like a launch pad and ableton uh non-musicians have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) but like or you have like the the... launch pad what is he flying a spaceship (laughs) you know like a like a modern equivalent no they i'm i'm sure there's some kind of like dj equivalent like with yeah, like fake turntable turntable turntables and it's like uh if they haven't created it we should so it's like uh it's called you know dj band or whatever D- dj band <laughs> or dj live or something and it's like a little fake turntable set and like you just trigger the scratches like in time with the music like you do in rock band like so it's just a bunch of like old hip-hop songs that have like dj scratches recorded over it and then you have to like trigger them at the right time uh so like getting jiggy with it would be great oh yeah it's just the chorus, though. Or, uh, yeah, it's just the chorus on a on a three minute loop. <laughs> so many pro DJ live sets would be thrown out into the street by upset parents <laughs> listening to Will Smith all day. They could do uh, there's a few songs that have a lot of scratches in it. Like what? I don't know, but then they could always take like classic hip-hop songs and like at like record scratches over it and map them specifically for the game does that make sense yeah uh, yeah i guess why not wait a minute we have a work cut out for us if this doesn't exist and we're making this <laughs> do people still play those games anymore uh probably not no well they will if we if we come up with it yeah uh by the way welcome to the weekly regular oh yeah yeah welcome to the weekly regular my name is asan and my name is brandon we're back back again don't, don't call it a comeback 
I was just adding the unnecessary scratches for the game. <laughs> for the game? Yeah. We're going to use this audio for the game? <laughs> we have to, yeah. Right. We're not going to be able to license the real thing. <laughs> so we got to do <laughs> we got to do covers of classic hip-hop songs? Yeah. Who's So you're beatboxing? Yeah. All right. All right, let's try it out. Let's see how good you are. Let's do... Uh, oh, wait, another beat. Uh-oh. Let's do Hypnotize by Notorious B.I.G. Okay. One, two, three. Are we, do, four. Wait, are we doing? Are we doing the the like the intro thing? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. One, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how how's it go. Uh, yeah, I, forget I don't, how I don't know. <laughs> and you weren't doing the bass line. Well, I'm beatboxing at the same time. I didn't get I didn't get far enough in it, and you didn't know the words. Whatever. I was gonna, you know, what? it's funny. Uh, before right before we started recording, we were singing uh, "Getting Jiggy with It," and I legit, my brain was legit about to start rapping the <laughs> "Getting Jiggy with It." On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance floor pro. I know you know. <laughs> like the beat's all serious and like. <laughs> But it's Will Smith rapping. <laughs> oh, it's oh, good. It's good Ooh. stuff. Speaking of Will Smith, uh, part of what I did this week is I watched his show on Facebook Watch. Oh, uh, Will yeah. Smith's Bucket List. Have you watched it? I have not watched it, but I follow Will Smith, so I see a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he was like trying to run a, mar- a half marathon in Cuba this week. <laughs> he couldn't just do it and he couldn't just do it at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was like a whole thing of like he hasn't run and so he has like two weeks to train and he has to run a half marathon also in Cuba. Yeah, that's weird. That would have been really interesting 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Now it's <laughs> Before like- we were allowed to go there. <laughs> He's like running from the military police there. Um, yeah, no, it, the show's good, though. I only watched one episode. I watched the episode where he like does stand up. Oh, first yeah. time with uh, Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan's around, and it's pretty good. It's a good episode. It's it's compelling TV, even though it's just Will Smith kind of like most of it is Will Smith standing on the balcony of a hotel because he can't go to normal he, places. He can't go public because <laughs> yeah. he's too famous. So like it's it's Will Smith standing on the balcony of a hotel, like kind of like doing voice voiceover, like like yo, like I don't, I don't, stand up is just like a different. It's like a different beast, you know, like. It's like, it's different, you know, because comedy, but then like stand up is a different, is stand up is a different beast. So I had to call, I had to call the boss, you know, whenever you want to, whenever you want to do something new, you got to call the master. So I called the master and then Dave Chappelle, he's like, what's up, what's up, man? (laughs) No, my Dave Chappelle's not as good. Not as good as the Will Smith. (laughs) The Will Smith. The Will Smith was getting there. I was finding it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find it. Uh, listening to getting jiggy with it on the way over here definitely helped um <laughs> it's a getting jiggy with it kind of day <laughs> yeah so it was good uh he told some jokes and it was funny yeah will smith cool so, uh, that was another that was something i did this week um what else did i do this week what'd you do this week i'm trying to tell you what'd you do quick 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 hold on i've got to pull up my notes my notes my notes uh Okay, what did I do? Oh, I finished the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Uh, was it good? That's the one with the three quarter gorilla man. Yeah. Okay, that's the only thing I know about the show because that's what you told me. It's good. It's basically it's basically X Men, but in like a weird kind of like alternate alternate reality New York where like I don't know, kind of looks like Watchmen, kind of, and uh, Ellen Page is in it. 
And also there's this uh, mysterious like green crystal substance that like kills one of the characters <laughs> if they uh, get near it. That's Superman. And uh, Oh, sorry. And there's a, a really cool car that's um, themed like nocturnal animals. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's an owl, the owlmobile. Yeah, the owlmobile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just all the, the hits from uh comic book characters yeah there's a there's a <laughs> there's a guy who's bitten by a radioactive fly and he uh <laughs> all right he has eight eyes um yeah so i finished umbrella academy it's pretty good uh take some twists and turns you should watch it when you watch you watch a lot of netflix you seem uh, like more of a hulu guy whoa <laughs> <laughs> slow your roll all right I seem like more of a Hulu you guy. You do. They're different because they're different. They are. They're different platforms. Yeah, and that's like, a huge insult. How's that? Call a- me, I seem like more of a Hulu guy. You do. You, you wear I- an Apple Watch. I was gonna. Say- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like ninety percent of people with an Apple Watch watch Hulu all the time. It comes. The Hulu subscription comes with the Apple Watch. Yeah, like when you wear an Apple Watch, you have to watch uh, Hulu, and you have to watch like. You have to be like the biggest Brooklyn Nine Nine fan. <laughs> well, I I watched the show. It's a good show. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you have Hulu, you're like a, automatically like a big fan of like like network comedies. Like you watch a lot of NBC. <laughs> no CBS, dude. I got that CBS All Access. You're one of those though. guys walking around like, dude, you gotta watch AP Bio, man. You gotta watch AP Bio. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Big Bang Theory. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Are you one of those guys who like, uh, who ironically watches How I Met Your Mother and com- and complains about how like much they watch it? Do they secretly love watching it? No, I watched it through uh, once because I like Jason Segel. Uh, oh, I forget he's in that show. I know it's crazy that he did that show all the way through. That was like the height of his career. Not forgetting Sarah Marshall. Well, no, like he. I think he was on that show, maybe during like all of that and like the Muppets and. He was like cranking out a ton of movies. At the same when time. you were watching, uh, for uh, not forgetting Sarah Marshall before you watched forgetting Sarah Marshall, but you were watching big bang theory, right? <laughs> or did you ever like think while you're watching, you, big you bang mean, do th- you mean, uh, how I met your mother? Cause I, yes. I've never actually watched big bang theory. I meant how I met your mother. So have you like, so before, cause how I met your mother was, it was playing before forgetting Sarah Marshall came out. Right. I think so. So yeah. was there ever a point when you're watching Big Bang Theory before Forgetting Sarah Marshall came out and you're like... Again, you mean... Uh, God <laughs> How I Met it. Your Mother. Not Big Bang Theory. <laughs> how I Met Your Mother. Well, I cannot stay God, clearly I enough. Get this, I've never I want to get this punchline out, but I can't. <laughs> I was going to say, um, was there ever a time where you're watching How I Met Your Mother Yes. Uh, before Forgetting Sarah Marshall came out and you're like, man, I wonder if I'll ever get to see Jason Siegel's penis. <laughs> I, I wonder that about a lot of uh, network TV characters, though. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so not exclusively Jason Siegel. You're like you're like man. I wonder if they're ever going to show Peter Griffin's penis. <laughs> they keep teasing it. <laughs> well, how many seasons in are we? Uh, yeah. Um, you can probably find that on the internet, though. <laughs> you definitely can. I'm sure I'm, if you Google Peter Griffin I, penis, you'll find something. I'm very thankful for our uh, no Googling policy right now. <laughs> yeah. Woo. I'm pretty sure there's a whole category devoted to that kind of thing <laughs> on the internet. Oh, man. Good times. <sighs> um, um, what else you do this week? Jinx, you owe me a purple Fanta. Purple fa- Fanta? Yeah, is it Fanta or Fanta? I think it's Fanta. It's, it's I'm Wanta. pretty sure. Do you want a Fanta? No, I'm that pretty sure it's Fanta. Do you want a Fanta? Well, actually, it's not Phantom of the Opera. 
Although it should be. Phantom. It might it's not be. the ghost of the phantasm. The, the phantom tollbooth? It's not the fantastic four. <laughs> fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> it's not the... F- Welcome this week on Fantasy Island. Fantasia 2000. What if uh, it's a... Uh, 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 I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes, and I wanna move from the bed down to the down to to the floor, and I wanna ah ah, you make it so good, I don't wanna leave, but I gotta no 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 no. What's your fantasy? See? <laughs> I love that the setup was the the, the entire whole, chorus the entire of the song. Chorus. Well, because I I wanted to get like maybe two bars out, but I couldn't remember like I couldn't start from in the middle because I couldn't remember. I had to start from the beginning, but it was uh, worth it though. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it. I was like, where where. What what's the end of this? Yeah. See, I think the build up helped it a little it bit. It did, yeah. Cuz some people out there who have never heard that song or haven't heard that song in a long time are like, "What is, why is he going into this?" And then when <laughs> I hit when I hit you with the fantasy, you're like, "Oh." oh. Yeah, I get it. Comedy. You got to Comedy's all about um subverting your expectations. I don't know if you I don't know if you're aware of that, Brandon. I am not aware of that. Com- see, the essence of comedy is mm. taking truth and mm. truth in order to string the audience along. And then you take them along this path of truth, and then at the last moment, you hit them with a subverted expectation. Mm. That's called a punchline. That's how it works. So you punch them in the face. Yeah, essentially. That's the- you know when jokes were created in uh, 1850, <laughs> the first joke in uh, uh- <laughs> <laughs> when the first joke was told in 1850, that was literally what would happen. Like you would you would string them along with some truth, and then as soon as you subvert the expectation, you would punch them in the face along with it. <laughs> Is it old timey? Yeah. That's why it's called. A it punch was old timey punch, yeah, with the the elbows up and the fists backwards, <laughs> like the Fighting Irish guy. Mm-hmm. That's racist, dude. That's not racist. I'm Irish. I can say that. Uh, you can be racist to your own people. But yeah, but I wasn't. Okay. I guess I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> White man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Oh, so I went to McDonald's this week. Don't tell my girlfriend. Uh-oh. I went to McDonald's this week. Too and- bad I know she loves this podcast. <laughs> That's true. Um, we'll get we'll mention her in the shout outs. Uh, I went to McDonald's this week. Uh, a quick shout out to Julie. What's up, Julie? Just want to get that in before uh, you steal my shout outs. <laughs> um, um, I went to McDonald's this week and they gave me um, sweet and sour sauce without asking. Like without me having to ask them, which is if anyone's ever been to McDonald's, that is a win. Do you do you get that every time? I I do, and so that's the best sauce that they have. It's uh, and usually they only give you sauce when you get nuggets. This time I didn't get nuggets, and they still put sweet and sour sauce in my bag without me having to ask. What did that, you get? That's evidence of God, right? That's like <laughs> evidence of the Holy Spirit. What did you order that they were like this guy? Probably want sweet and sour. It was weird because I ordered the breakfast, like deluxe platter, so I don't know why. I would, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just got, you know, the, I got. Dipping your hotcakes in the sweet I and sour. I feel like there's two mm. different kinds of McDonald's visits that people who eat McDonald's go on. There's like the, you know, like out with friends, this is the only thing open, but we've been having a fancy night so far trip to McDonald's. <laughs> And that's like, that's like, that's when you order, a, that's when you order like the numbered meals, like, oh yeah, I'll have a number four. You know what I mean? Like the, the quarter pounder combo with like large fries, large Coke. You know what I mean? It's very like, like, a, like you would order in a commercial. Right. <laughs> I, love the, uh, I love the big and tasty. <laughs> Remember the big and tasty? Oh yeah. 
of the 99 cent big and tasty <laughs> of the filet fish uh but then there's also like the other kind of mcdonald's trip which is like the secret shame mcdonald's trip <laughs> where like you're like man i could just cook i got a fridge full of food and i could cook it but i'm on my way home mcdonald's is right here no <laughs> one's gonna know uh, and you don't want to spend more than six bucks. <laughs> you like that, dollar menu. The, that's a secret shame McDonald's trip. And that's when you, you order like in pieces, like you're putting your, like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're ordering from a vending machine. So it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> let me do. And for some reason, because you're ordering it in pieces, you order way more food than you normally should eat. Because it's <laughs> Is like, that going to be enough? I'm, it's only $3 <laughs> worth of food. <laughs> yeah, it's separate. That means I should order more. So you get like, let me get a double cheeseburger. Let me get a McChicken. Let me get a large fry. Let me get a, an apple pie let me get a large soda like so actually you, apple pie is 50 cents let's run it up to a dollar two apple <laughs> pies two for a dollar i'll go ahead and do that then uh all <laughs> oh, the cookies are three for one dollar i gotta do that's a great deal and you know what i can't come to mcdonald's without getting nuggets let me add a six piece nuggets <laughs> to that you know what i mean <laughs> and so that so my trip that i went to this week was more of a secret shame trip and i got like a double cheeseburger and a mcchicken you, got, you got everything that, that you I just, just laid out the, again the key component to comedy is truth <laughs> So, yeah, it was essentially that. But I didn't get nuggets, but they gave me the sauce anyway. Like, they felt the my aura, like, yearning for They're sweet like, and sour this sauce. This is a guilty kind of trip. He probably <laughs> wants the sweet and sour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he comes here a lot. We know he lives in the area. It's like 530 in the evening. He could just go home and cook. This is probably, like, a secret shame trip. <laughs> They're like, there's a, there's a new guy in training. It's his first day. And the manager is like, Oh, okay, you see that guy right there? First thing you need to know about him. This guy needs lots of sweet and sour. Every time. Yeah. Just don't he's not don't ask. Don't wait for him to ask. Just give it to him. You know it's a secret shame trip when like you're in the car without the car seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he hasn't told his wife about this. Yeah, just get hook this guy up with a lot of sweet and sour sauce, all right? He's going through a divorce. He needs it. <laughs> So yeah, that was my McDonald's trip this week. Uh, what else? Um, I don't think I personally did anything else um, before we get into the headlines. Yeah, I don't what have did a, you do? I don't have anything personally interesting at all. <laughs> you didn't do anything this week. I we recorded a podcast this week. That, we did record, so I could talk about that. But yeah, that is out. You could also listen to, to that. Yeah, but we got to. Rem- we should we should give our thoughts on the episode because it's up now at this point. It is up. Uh, so by the time the, you hear this, the episode will be available everywhere. Uh, actually, it, it went live today. Well, when people are, for today, the people listening to this will be Monday, usually. Or so. sometime in the future. Or or sometime way in the distant future. Yeah. It could be the year 2023 right now. So then the podcast we're talking about is definitely up. <laughs> Unless the apocalypse <laughs> has happened. Yeah. Um, and the episode was a deep dive, a second deep dive, second deep, dive second deep dive into the world of the Kardashian family. Yes, the, the Calabas, the first family of Calabasas. We did a deep dive on all things Kardashian, most importantly, Scott Disick. <laughs> and we had some guests on. We did. Uh, we had Jessica Jean Jordan from the Kardashian podcast, Kardashian very podcast. funny, very cool podcast where they recap um every episode of keeping up with the kardashians that is uh crazy and she is a a vault of knowledge yeah it's she, crazy she has a wealth of kardashian knowledge it's pretty it's pretty impressive actually i don't know any i don't know about anything as well as she knows the kardashians i don't know my own family 
as as well as she knows the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, oh, and then we we had the second guest, Lou. Oh yeah, Lou came. Lou joined the conversation a little bit late. He was running late. He was trying to get his bearings yeah. from uh, I guess some kind of work related thing the night before. That guy's he's an interesting he's an interesting guy. I think people will um, find his perspective on the Kardashian family and his sort of role in their lives a peculiar role and an interesting. Yeah, he presented himself initially as a a you know a kind of a almost another member of the family. Yeah, I mean we it was it quickly became clear to us that they, I mean his idea of what it means to be a close member of the family is different from what most people would would say it is but i think it, it's funny and interesting and i think people will enjoy it yeah he's a an, an interesting guy yeah for sure maybe maybe he'll come back i don't know we'll see that, hey never say never <laughs> uh it's a good justin bieber song you remember that song no man i will never say never you don't remember that no i, I don't a- know early justin bieber it was part of his movie. Remember his movie? Did you see his movie? No. Why have you seen his movie? Because Justin Bieber is a, a cultural icon in Do the you, modern zeitgeist. Okay. How do you like those words? Did you, <laughs> those are very expensive words. <laughs> yeah, man. Did you uh, watch those right as soon as they came out? Or did you retroactively go back and be like, you know what? I need to I need to put the hours in. The movies? With my Bieber, yeah. No, I watched I watched that movie in the theaters. <laughs> multiple times no just once so you want to know why i saw it in theaters yes i do um because i'm a giant believer no uh i saw it in theater well i am a justin bieber fan but i saw that movie in theater because at the at theaters at the time i was working at a summer camp uh up in like yosemite Mm. for like four weeks straight and And there was nothing else (laughs) well yeah the only theater they had in town it was such a small theater and so poorly attended on like a daily or weekly basis that they offered they were ahead of the curve and were offering um, a monthly subscription to the theater. This was like oh, years ago. Before MoviePass. Before MoviePass, before a, uh, before AMC, whatever that one is now. So it was like 12 bucks a month and you can see however many movies you want. No limitations per week or whatever. So that summer that or that month of that summer, I watched everything. Everything that came in the theater is like I would. Because the way the summer camp worked was you were five days on and then two days off. Oh, okay. um, working it so on the weekends I, I'm, I have nothing to do you're in the middle of nowhere I mean it's Yosemite I'm not going to go outside so I <laughs> it's Yosemite that's exactly the reason no, to go outside no man I'm not outdoorsy I'm not an out I was the, let me let me let me clarify I was working at the camp as a musician <laughs> I was not going on any hikes I wore long pants you were the going entire on any time. walkabouts no walkabouts no no uh, vision quests, none of that. Come on, man. No, I didn't climb half dome. If you're going to do it, lean all the way into it. I didn't it. climb half dome, full dome, quarter dome, <laughs> the terror dome. No domes. No uh, no terror dome. Uh, no thunder dome. Mm. None of that. So, yeah, I watched movies. I watched the Justin Bieber movie. I think I watched uh, Grown Ups 2. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's the bad one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one or the first one. But I was yeah, like, exactly. I don't know about the this second movie. one is the one with Shaq as a cop. Okay, then I saw the first one. Okay. <laughs> um, how do we feel about Adam? We should do an Adam Sandler, uh, either a panel or a deep dive. I don't know which one would be yeah, funnier, but yeah, I, we should talk about Adam Sandler's. We should do another panel discussion on Adam Sandler's career and decide if like Adam Sandler is invited to the Hollywood cookout. <laughs> Well, I think because he's made some really great iconic movies that yeah, I will yeah. rewatch all the time. 
and he's also made some of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> right. So I like, <laughs> but he just keeps cranking them out. Yeah. You got to give it to him. Yeah, for some reason Netflix keeps giving him giving him hundreds of millions of dollars to put out crap movies. Yeah, we should do a, a panel on on Adam Sandler. The trouble will be convincing two other sane human beings to want to be a part of that. <laughs> um, so you didn't do uh, anything this week. I nothing interesting. Um, we did the podcast. Uh, packing up for the podcast. I was uh, folding up the mic stands, and my finger got jammed in uh-huh. the mic stand. And look at that bad boy! Oh man, it's like purple. Yeah, I've. It looks like a, a small seed is on my hand. Yeah, and so all week I've been like trying to flick it off. Like, oh, what is that? Oh, it's and, like a little blister. Yeah, so I got, I got a little blisty on my fingies. Uh, are you gonna be okay? I don't know. We'll see. All right. I guess we should dive into some headlines then. I got hella headlines right now. Okay, I've got a few. I got some of the major ones. I got uh, uh, world news. Uh, do you want to start? Do you I got want- local news or uh, U.S. news, and then I got pop culture. Well, let's start with let's start with. Okay. Let's start with the world news and then we'll end on pop culture so that we end on a good note. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, did you hear about Egg Boy? Um, no, let's start. Let's start sad and then we'll we'll redeem the situation okay, with okay, the egg. Okay. Yeah. It's also, can I say 2019 has been a really good year for eggs? <laughs> it has. We had the world record egg. Now we've got the, the social justice egg. It's crazy. And now you got Egg Boy. Yeah, it's like the marketing people for cauliflower got picked up by the egg industry. They're like, mm-hmm. "Look, we got to get eggs out there." You cauliflower, do, yeah, dude. Cauliflower is all over the place. Maybe no. okay. It's not a McDonald's. Maybe on white Twitter. <laughs> on <laughs> on black no, no, Twitter, no. no one's talking about cauliflower. No, like cauliflower food products. Like, there's cauliflower pizza you can get. I saw the other day there was cauliflower like crackers cauliflower pretzels yeah but nobody wants those things <laughs> but no people do because it's keto is why no. and so you can do like cauliflower mashed potatoes you can do rice cauliflower cauliflower if you go in the grocery store which skip the mcdonald's trip and go to the grocery store well, which grocery store <laughs> a- any grocery store oh really yeah you'll see a ton of cauliflower stuff okay even like, like cauliflower even john's john's market even there john's market maybe not <laughs> But okay. anyway, I'll take your word for it. Cauliflower is taking over. All right. Has it taken over this household? Uh, no, nah, no, nah, not quite. We do cauliflower, but it's we're not like obsessed with it. You know what I do like is uh, zucchini noodles or zoodles is their affection. I would rather just eat noodles and I get it like it's also, but I don't want to have like soggy pasta. No, uh, zucchini noodles aren't, aren't soggy, but zucchini is like already a pretty, uh, no man, like it's it's got a lot of water in it. You got to try it. The way they pro- I don't know how they process them, but the way they do it, it's once they're cooked. Are you they're... doing it at home or are you getting it somewhere? Yeah, oh, you're bu- get, you're getting it somewhere. You're not. They, no, they sell them at the grocery store. They sell like oh uh, okay. They'll spiral them at the like the whatever they're like at the at the store and, and put them in with like the fresh produce and like oh, a, right. yeah, it's because you can get the uh, you can get a spiralizer, but that's really hard and not fun and it's not that hard. It's pretty hard. and it looks really fun based on the infomercials. No, I'd rather just buy a big tub of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a zucchini is like 50 cents. Not even 50 cents, probably 25 cents. And then you get the spiralizer and it's like a couple bucks. 
Your mom's a spiralizer. Wow. <laughs> she might listen to this podcast. She definitely does not. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so. Okay, so bring us down and then we'll bring it back up. All right, so as we're, as most of us are probably aware, mass shootings are back in the headlines uh, here in the States and around the world. Yep. New Zealand and Holland. There was another I didn't hear about Holland. There was another shooting in Holland on like a train that happened oh. uh, a few days after the New Zealand one. Um, yeah, this, this sucks, man. Was it total? What is, what's the total now? 50 people? I think 51 for New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It was one guy. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy. We got to. And it's crazy that New Zealand in like 24 hours then passed legislation to ban, uh, like assault yeah. weapons. I mean, they've, I was reading a list yesterday. I should have written it down but i was reading a list of all the things that are going on in new zealand right now as a reaction to this it's actually really inspiring because <laughs> all it took was one um right they're like nope <laughs> we don't want to do that yeah yeah it's just i yeah man we oh man you sound like me on the podcast normally yeah i know you're on like, difficult topics uh, <sighs> no man it's just um i think we just have a problem big problem and i think the problem is deeper uh it's deeper than guns even though guns are part of it it's deeper than guns it's deeper than so i think we have a gun problem for sure in in just in the world but specifically in the united states because as as um horrific as the shooting was in new zealand like they happen here all the time yeah uh western society in general tends to have a gun problem we definitely have a mental health problem. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these guys have, uh, you know, clinically uh, prognosable, I don't know if that's a word, um, things uh, going calling. on, <laughs> things going on, and, and, you know, it's just not being taken care of. We have an opioid problem, specifically mm-hmm. in America, so a lot of these guys tend to be on uh, kind of opioid medications and, and that things, but I think deeper than that, like... We have an ideological problem surrounding violence, whereas, like, I feel like there's, at the root of all of these things, um, these things rarely happen uh, for no reason. Like, they rarely happen because some guy is legitimately psychotic and just thinks it would be fun to go out and shoot people. Mm-hmm. That does happen, but... Um, it's it's much more rare than these guys who, especially like this guy in New Zealand, who think they're doing something that's justified or think that the, it's sort of this ideologically based justification for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what it is, whether it's a an ideology that's based on a hatred of like some certain religion or some group of people or whatever, I think underneath that ideology of whatever the, the prejudice is, um, or the, whatever the pathology is that like would allow you to kill a group of people, whether it's racism or whatever, xenophobia or whatever. I think deeper under that, there's like this narrative that's driving all of it that says that if you have a problem with a group of people or if you fear a group of people or if you feel attacked by a group of people or if you feel like you've been done horribly wrong or if you've experienced some kind of injustice or whatever, whatever. If you have an issue with a certain person, even if that person has done something really, really horrible and terrible to you, there's this underlying um, narrative that like 
violence against that person or that group of people will somehow bring justice or or redemption to that situation and i think that's like the biggest myth it's like the godfather on a large scale (laughs) of like you killed one of ours we're gonna kill one of yours yeah and 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 it's and that mentality it it's it sounds easy to digest when it's like like we're in like we're at war or like there's these big blatant ideologies that really feel like you feel justified in combating or whatever but as soon as it becomes something it slips into an area that's a little bit more of a gray area like i just think the idea that violence against anybody should be a tool to usher in some kind of like justice or redemption just seems like a a fool's errand and it just and it leads to these kinds of pathologies so mm-hmm. you know it feels great when you're when uh or it can feel great i guess uh when you're putting a child rapist to death or or when you're you know what i mean whatever um but then when uh, a mass shooter feels like using that same pathology to justify what they're doing it's like it's right. much more morally ambiguous at the least you know so i think we have to let go of this idea that like somehow you know (laughs) violence is gonna like fix things or like violence is somehow redemptive or virtuous in some way i just think it's you know yeah it's an endless cycle Mm -hmm. that is a losing cycle Mm -hmm. yeah it's i think it's difficult and it sounds based on the way society is like built up now it seems preposterous but like when people wrong us our reaction has to be a strong desire from those who are wronged to see the people who did the wrongdoing become better people mm-hmm. that ha- and that that's all <clears throat> rooted in compassion and it has to be that you have to look at i was in a discussion the other day with somebody it's like we have to look at i mean a lot of times in more um uh, meditative or um eastern philosophy is the idea of like the self is an illusion and like everyone we're all connected and mm-hmm. well like another way of saying that is like i am no different from you in any way so like to value anybody else the same way you would value yourself or someone that you love that's close to you right and once you start doing that the whole idea of like redemptive violence becomes really absurd because it's like <laughs> You're killing yourself. Yeah, yeah, essentially, like you're. It's just, man, it's pretty crazy. And then I, I was having this conversation with somebody in. It was a similar conversation, but within the context of like cancel culture, and this idea mm. of like, of the common tactic of of internet culture now is to, um, when someone does something, um. Uh, problematic or downright wrong or hurtful or bad or whatever, or says something like preaches some bad ideas or says something irresponsible or says something hurtful or whatever. Our instinct as an internet community is to vilify the person and Mm -hmm. to dismiss them. Um, And on one hand, I understand because it's like, if that person's a prolific figure and they're misusing their platform or they're using their platform to promote bad (laughs) ideas then I get the instinct to try to take that platform away. But at the same time, like if there's no, if there's no drive to want to see that person become a better person, then what's the point of all of this? 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, we can't... It's not a, a viable long-term solution to just go, oh, no, get out of here. Because mm -hmm. where are they going to go? Yeah, and, and the whole idea of, of treating others like yourself or like, you know, someone you love, if you apply that to that situation, it's like, imagine... Imagine you're, um, imagine you have a child, right? And it, not even a young child. Imagine your child is 15 years old or whatever, right? And your child up to this point has been fairly normal or whatever. And all of a sudden your 15 year old, 16 year old, 17 year old child, however old starts acting really weird, starts being really mean towards you, starts cussing you out, saying things to you that they've never said to you before in their life, start lashing out in weird behaviors and like, start saying things and hint at some weird ideology or like your first instinct as a parent and as someone who loves that person wouldn't be, man, you said some crazy things. I'm done with you. You're canceled. Get out of here. <laughs> right. Like your instinct would be, you're on the streets now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your instinct would be, Hey, what's going on? There's obviously something wrong here. Let's talk about, Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what is really going on underneath this. That's causing mm -hmm. this behavior and see if there's not a way that we can, grow from this right and we have to have that same mindset with everyone so when we talk about things like the death penalty or we talk about things like you know canceling people with no roads of redemption back to like being part of society as a whole mm -hmm. i just i can't agree with that because it's like there's no compassion in that there's no yeah there's no nuance to and, there, and there's and at the end of it there's no so when you so when people are and which is, again, we'll get back to the headlines with this, uh, with the James Gunn situation with Disney. Oh, yeah. He's rehired to do um, Guardians, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy 3. To me, that was that was really nice to see because it, it provides hope that they're, that they're, you can provide ways back for people and you can provide roads to redemption. Because, I mean, what's the point of digging up something from 10 years ago that James Gunn tweeted when he was arguably a different person? What's the point of doing that if not to allow him to grow as a person like people who he's apologized. I mean, he apologized in 2012, but he apologized again. He took a public shaming uh, for this in 2018 or whatever mm -hmm, that year mm -hmm. was when this happened. So like, if he wasn't given any kind of road to like come back to the public conversation, what would be, what's the point of digging up dirt in his closet from 10 years ago? Like it's just malicious at that point. Yeah, Does yeah. that make sense? Well, I think it was dug up, by people who were somehow mad at him i don't remember the whole thing but i think whoever found it and then was digging it up and like recirculating it again that it was malicious intent of just like hey let's get this guy fired and and the thing is that we had to be aware of is the internet and social media culture it incentivizes that oh totally you know you know it incentivizes being people being able to say gotcha and being yeah. you know what i mean and it's like but we have to and I, I don't have a problem with people speaking out against people who are problematic or saying yeah, problematic music. Like, you should be doing that. But the motive behind that shouldn't be to say, well, let's see how many people we can cancel this week. <laughs> because hooray right. for me. Like, it's not we're voting people off the island. We're all still on the island. Right. We should be pointing out problematic things, behaviors, and ideas, and talk having a mutual conversation between those who... Uh, who can see the behavior, those who are propagating the behaviors, who are doing the behaviors or saying the things and everyone else about how can we together as a society grow and transcend these behaviors and leave these behaviors behind. Yeah. Not, Oh, this person was doing something wild. Let's get them out of here and never hear from them again. Yeah. Like, so, so like on the most extreme end of that is like neo-Nazis uh -huh. 
and because there's been like rallies in Charlottesville and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I'll see a a totally uh, understandable reaction from people of like, hey, we have to shut this down and and be done with this, and mm-hmm. not not use the word cancel because like canceling <laughs> neo Nazis <laughs> feels like a silly term. Yeah, uh, but and yeah, I thought the same thing of like, well, they're not just gonna vanish like they're not thanos disappearing mm-hmm. they're still gonna be here so what do we do in the meantime mm-hmm. there's uh i i wish i'd written this down um because it's just coming to mind and i i didn't um but there i read an article like there's a documentary this woman i think she's a muslim woman who is a documentary yeah, filmmaker. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and she just did two documentaries. Where she spent time with all the neo-Nazi guys. Yeah, and then like also... Jared Taylor and all those guys. Yeah, and then also... Um, she was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, was she? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think she might have done Sam Harris, too. But yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. They're Netflix documentaries, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she also did uh, some... Uh, like jihadists, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. That's like a separate documentary. Mm-hmm. And so this article was just saying like... Yes, she was like terrified interviewing them, but she actually kind of became friends with them mm-hmm. through the process and was very upfront of like, hey, do you hate me because I'm not white uh, with the the white supremacist yeah. and ended up becoming friends with them enough that several of them uh, mm-hmm. like they've kept in touch and have left mm-hmm. the organizations that they were involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously like that's not a copy paste solution that we can just, Oh, just go, go befriend a, a neo-Nazi. Right, right. But comes at the issue in a, I feel like a much more productive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is realizing that we're all people and we're, we're all, we are all, it's going to get, we're going to get hippy dippy for a second. We are all each other. So like, we're not like I am, I am you, you know, and I have to look at you that way. Right. Like we have to, um, because we're all, we're all in the same continuum of humanity and we're all trying to get to the same place. And it, it is counterproductive to try to keep people where they are or push them further back on the continuum. It doesn't do any good for us as a, as a thing, as a species, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That's our, uh, that's our introspection hour. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so mass shootings are unfortunately back in the headlines, but I have hope for humanity. Yes. Uh, the arc of history is long, but it bends toward justice. What is that from? What movie? No, I think it's like Martin Luther King or something. I think it's Martin Luther King. Oh, shoot. I was expecting that. So to it's be from a, Selma. Oh. <laughs> no, I was expecting that to be a... Like Star Trek or something? No, like a Marvel movie. No. Or like Marvel doesn't say anything that profound. Or uh, <laughs> Superman or something. Um, the Superman has like, probably has some specifically quotes. with justice. Yeah, bends towards justice. Right. No, I think Martin Luther King said that though. It was either Martin Luther King, but I, it was I think it was definitely Martin Luther King. But I think he was quoting someone else. He may have been quoting Lincoln or something like that. Did Martin Luther King is he the one that also said with great power comes great responsibility? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I, I've seen that quote. No, like, well, yeah, uncredited. that was Martin Luther King who said it, but he was quoting his uncle Ben. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> ben um, Luther King Jr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Ben Luther King Jr. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But then on the, so, so you got, so 
uh, to provide some hope to the situation, uh, we're egging is coming back egging is <laughs> in coming a back. big way. <laughs> yes. So I know we just like got deep and we said talking about like you know being productive in society. But don't worry, we have some sl- <laughs> some slapstick. <laughs> we have some slapstick right right in our bag, ready to give you guys. Uh, egg boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the shooting, more like egg hero. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there was an Australian senator. Was he Australian or New Zealand? He, so I looked this up, uh, and I have I have extensive notes. Oh, okay. he wow. was he was Australian. You written it all on parchment, which is really <laughs> weird. Uh, his name is Fraser Anning. Oh man, it's a terrible name. Uh, sounds sounds Australian. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he basically was being interviewed, and he blamed the shootings on Muslim integra- <laughs> immigration. Yeah. Uh, and right as he did that, you can see like the kind of the main news camera from behind him. This 17 year old kid comes up and holds his phone up and then takes an egg and smashes him in the head with this egg. Wait, so I because I, I heard the quote before I saw this video. So the, what was the quote? Well, the quote of him saying what he said about okay, yeah. the Muslims, right, that were slain. He said that this that was all in the same instance. Yeah, I think he was he was talking about <laughs> that's even more amazing, right? And so then the kid so comes this up. kid knew this guy was gonna say something <laughs> stupid. I think he has a history of, of saying being pretty. He's offensive. like he's like yeah, Australia is Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> look, there was violence on both sides. Okay, yeah. we uh, don't know what the Muslims were doing. <laughs> we don't know. They say that they were worshiping and being peaceful, but we don't know. We can't ask them. Okay. Egg, egg boy, you see this? You see this? Look, there's violence. Look, look, there's violence against our politicians. We can't have this. Okay. It's too bad that listeners can't see your arm movements. Oh yeah, they're right. The they're right on par. Right with, on. They're right on par. Um, Melania. <laughs> Melania. Uh, yeah. So egg boy. Uh, then the senator turns around and smacks him really hard. Uh, <laughs> the seventeen-year-old child. Yes. Gotcha. Real hard uh, and like repeatedly, and then they separate them. They pin the kid down. Um, it's crazy. The kid was arrested and then ultimately let go um, without being charged. <laughs> but the good news, this is great news. Um, there was a GoFundMe that was put up for Egg Boy, <laughs> of course. Uh, and the most recent number that I have, maybe it might be more because I think it's still going, was seventy-two thousand dollars. That they raised uh, to cover two things, legal fees and more eggs. (laughs) (laughs) More eggs. But the really good news is that he said uh, he's going to donate it to the victims of the New Zealand shooting. Good for him. I know. Uh, Also, the Australian prime minister took the side of Egg Boy. (laughs) Oh, of course. So the prime minister <laughs> look, was like, look, man. We hate Frazier anyway. We've been wanting to do this a long time, but you get the the political red tape and us egging him. So we're glad that this, this kid did it on his own. Yeah. Um, that's great. So Egg Boy was in the news. Uh-huh. Um, no, that was great. Um, that was good to see. He got what he deserved. I, I like egging coming back, though. That's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's It's just juvenile enough. Yeah. While also really annoying like if i got egged i would be real mad it should be a federal law that if someone says something um objectively terrible that you're allowed to egg them in public like that'd be great that's that's a 
like the most minor end of sentencing. Yeah, because it's it's shame. It's shaming of that person, but it's not like shaming that's tied to like any real consequences. So like James Gunn should have been egged, or could have could have been egged. Yeah, but I mean he but. He he should have been egged in two thousand and two or whenever it was right. that he said that. <laughs> like, hey man, Re- retroactive egging. Hey, get over here, dude! I got a carton of double A's for you. <laughs> yeah, what were those big brown ones? Like yeah. the big brown eggs. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So we we got to James Gunn. That was good. Did you see the uh, the Jaden Smith water thing? Where he like no went that? undercover in air quotes or as Russell Brand says inverted commas. At a grocery store? No. What is this? He, he, you know, because he, he... Was this for Will Smith's uh, bucket list show? <laughs> no. So, you know how Jaden Smith has that water company? It's called, like, yeah. Just Water or uh-huh. whatever. He put it in a certain amount of... Uh, I think it was in Australia, actually. Um, and he was releasing it in a certain number of stores over there. And in order to promote it, he went there and, like... I don't know. So basically he wore like a, a, a store employees outfit and like went into the checkout lines and was checking people's groceries out and like, like, good day, mate. <laughs> no, he wasn't doing an offensive accent. <laughs> He's like, would you like me to put another shrimp on the Bobby? Am I doing it right? <laughs> They're like, Hey, no one said to do that. Jaden. Whoa, dude. Um, no. So he was just, he was like scanning people's groceries out and then putting a bottle of his just water in the bag and just having polite conversation and just being personable. The way the commercial was shot, it looked like he was just like, he covered the cost for their groceries. I don't, I can't confirm that, but that's what the video looked like. It was like, he was just handing in the bag. He's like, here you go. So it, it's kind of like the helpful SoCal Honda commercials, <laughs> basically where he's just unrelated doing something nice for them. Yeah. And then, by the way, Buy a car. Yeah. It's or kind buy of like my that. water. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was pretty cool. It kind of went viral um, this earlier this week. And then Egg Boy popped up at the end. <laughs> and Egg Jaden Smith. <laughs> um, Reaches into the grocery bag, pulls out a fresh one. Yeah. What other headlines do you have? Um, I have... Did you hear about MySpace? No. What about... My, I haven't heard about MySpace in, since 2008. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, MySpace uh, was doing a server migration... I don't know what that means. Okay, so they were taking all of their data from one server or one set of servers (laughs) to another. All one terabyte of data that they have at this point? (laughs) Uh, They were moving servers from one to the other, and they did a terrible job. And they A a terabyte job? A terabyte job. (laughs) And they accidentally deleted... 50 million uploaded songs so anything that was uploaded to myspace within the last 10 years which is crazy to me that in 10 years the last 10 years they have 50 million songs uploaded i was gonna say if it was before 10 years ago right so many bad emo bands are now (laughs) (laughs) so many bad bands that people regretted that they were in in high school have just been deleted yeah that's really terrible uh so yeah they're all of that stuff is gone um which on the one hand, it's MySpace, so it doesn't matter, or because yeah, it's MySpace and it's 2019. Do you know what blockchain is? Uh, kind of. It's kind of like a Mercury and retrograde retrograde situation. I know more about blockchain than I what do. What is blockchain? Because people keep saying that, but I don't know what it means. It's my understanding of blockchain, and this has nothing to do with MySpace, but it's the a Twitter thing. guy says it all the time. What, what Twitter? The guy? Jack Dorsey says it all the time. Oh yeah, it's like every it's like every eight words he says blockchain. <laughs> so blockchain's like a really cool buzzword right now. Like if you 
uh, I think it was Kodak or some some company that it was a random company. Kodak Black mentioned that they they said like, hey, we're gonna be doing some blockchain stuff, and their stock price shot way up. Because everyone is just stoked about blockchain. Hey, for anyone who's listening, Weekly Regular is going to be doing some blockchain stuff. <laughs> lots in the of near, stuff going on Lots blockchain. of blockchain stuff going on here at the podcast. Multiple blockchains, actually. Most, multiple chains of blocks. We've got plenty of blocks, a lot of chains. <laughs> We're doing some blockchain stuff, so. Uh, if you're looking for blockchain, you know where to go. Regular. Uh, We're now a publicly traded podcast. Do you know how uh, Bitcoin works or is run at all? Um, I know that it's in... Online. Sorry, I'm stretching. I know that it's a. Uh, I have gymnastics practice after this. Oh, okay. I That's know why you're dressed in the the leotard. Romper. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm on the UCLA gymnastics team now because oh, wow. they're like the most popular gymnastics team in the world now for some reason. Really? Mm-hmm. You keep up with gymnastics outside of the Olympics? Well, just UCLA because like they go viral every time one of them does some gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, we have very different uh, social medias that. Oh, your explore observe. page isn't full of gymnastics? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, back it up. Before we derail that, uh, uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I know Bitcoin it's an word. online currency of some kind. Yeah, but like it's specifically unique in how it's managed. I may be getting this completely wrong. Great. But my understanding is that blockchain does essentially the, a similar function into how Bitcoin is run, which is that it's not stored in one only one location it's stored in a bunch of locations so there's like bits and pieces of it in in a ton of different is locations. that how it gets the name bitcoin uh bits i guess yeah bitcoin is its own we should do a deep di- well bitcoin's kind of out of the news but i was gonna say we could do a deep dive on that because that's a, a very fascinating world we i mean we could do a deep dive on it who cares uh, i mean we can I, I definitely would have to do some more research but um We'll just get we'll just get Elon Musk to come on the show. <laughs> hey, we'll hit him up on Twitter. He'll be like, we'll be like, hey, Elon. So uh, you want to hear my impression of Elon? Elon yeah. Musk. So we'll be like, uh, hey, Elon. So we're doing a deep dive here today on um, Bitcoin and internet currency, and like, help us wrap our mind around this. Is Bitcoin? Is it essentially like a uh, like a currency that's kind of like an alternative to regular currency, but instead of being held in one location, it's held and in, the information is spread over a bunch of different locations and things like that. Is that, is that the way, help us understand, is that the way that it, uh, it breaks down? Yes. That, that, that's my that was your impression? <laughs> yeah. All that set up for what, for, yes. Exactly. That's how, that's how he is. You didn't listen to him on Joe Rogan. That's why you no. don't know. I, I the saw eleven clips. million people who listen to Joe Rogan every week—they're—they're they're dying laughing that I made that joke. Yes, well, you're saying all eleven million people are listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. If we get Joe Rogan's audience to cross over to ours, yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, anyway, that's that's blockchain. Uh, so okay. it's in, what's interesting with the MySpace thing is that because last week uh, we were talking about, or I think it was last week, how Instagram and Facebook went down. Can you imagine if they did the same thing and the last 10 years of everything on Facebook and Instagram was deleted? That'd be, first of all, that'd be amazing. I would be super happy. (laughs) Yeah. You, you have some pretty bad tweets from, from five years ago. I can't figure out how to delete them. When you're neo-Nazi face. (laughs) Look, just throw some eggs at me. Let's get it over with. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, you're like, maybe Anne Frank was asking for it. Oh, um, pass. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, other, other headlines. You have other headlines? Oh, um. Cause I, I got, we got to start moving. I got a bunch. Oh God, Jesus. Why do you have so many? Cause. Were you just watching CNN the I'm whole trying week? To, no, I'm trying to up the production value. I have the, the. The perfect one that's a, a news-ish related thing that will then pivot us into pop culture stuff. Okay, go for it. Uh, Disney acquired Fox. Yeah. For Offici- 71, officially. Officially. Uh, for $71 billion. Uh, half of Jeff Bezos' net worth. <laughs> Essentially. Just to set the record straight. Just, just so everyone knows. Uh, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, so The Simpsons, Family Guy, Alien, Predator, Alien versus Predator. Alien plus Predator, Alien minus Predator, uh, Alien Alien divided by Predator, <laughs> Alien divided by Predator, carry the one, the a- Alien Predator squared. Uh, that those are all uh, Disney now. Alien pre- Alien squared plus Predator squared equals a- <laughs> equals C squared. <laughs> y yeah. equals MX plus Alien equals Predator. Uh, those are all Disney properties now, uh-huh. um, as well as Home Alone, uh, mm-hmm. The Sound of Music, mm-hmm. uh, Titanic, mm-hmm. and Avatar. So which of those do you think Disney is already working on sequels for <laughs> or uh, remakes? Um, they're, cause they're definitely doing another sound. So of here's, music. here's what I think is really going to go down. I don't think Disney, I don't think it's in be- Disney's best interest and I don't think that they think it's in their best interest to change a great deal of what fox is like obviously the fox brand will still exist it's not like fox is going away yeah um so you know fx will still be a a channel um disney will just own it um and i don't think that they're going to fundamentally change a lot of the, the intellectual property fox owns with the exception of the marvel related stuff i do think that that's going to get a major overhaul probably not soon um, but probably within the next 10 years, um, you know, they're going to start introducing some of those characters and stuff like that. I will give you uh, all the money that I have if the after Avengers Endgame, if there's not a closing post credit scene with Deadpool. There might be. There's a, I think no, there's a no, good... no, no, no. I'm putting all of the money that really, I have. You, you really want to do that. Yeah. You want to make it podcast official? Podcast official. Yeah, all one hundred and eighty-seven dollars. <laughs> That's a weird number to choose. <laughs> That's all the money that I have. I just checked. Do you spend your money and budget accordingly so that you always have one hundred and eighty-seven dollars in your account? Because yeah, you love murder. It's a, it's a very because what <laughs> you love murder. That's the police code for murder. One eight seven. Why do you know that? Because everyone knows that. It's like nine one one. That you one eight seven on a mother. You never. You, oh. Oh, no. So I didn't pick that number intentionally oh. at all. <laughs> so you, you, how do you not know, one eight, not know 187 is no, I didn't know. the code for murder? No, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, 187. The, and, and have you seen... What song is that you were singing? That's a uh, cop... Oh, man. What's the song called? It's not called Cop Killer. That's the Ice-T song. Um, maybe it is. Hold on. Yeah, no. I was not... Uh, I was just pulling a it's, random number. <laughs> it's called... Uh, one eight seven, one eight seven on an undercover cop. It's off the chronic. Dr. Dre freaking Snoop Dogg. Look at that. Man, I can't believe you didn't know one eight seven is like the murder code. <laughs> nope. Have you not seen uh, 
Have you not seen uh, uh, Final Destination? No. The flight they get on is Flight 187. Oh. Oh, well, I saw something about that this week. Like the actor from that, he like got on, I guess, Flight 187. Oh, and that's like, funny. It, like as an anniversary of the movie or whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. Which I thought was a little insensitive, just considering <laughs> the plane crashes that have been going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, or even, um, have you seen uh, Demolition Man with uh, uh, Wesley Snipes and uh, Sylvester Stallone? No. Okay, never mind. Well, one eight, everyone knows 187 is for murder. But anyway, everyone. Okay. Everyone. Everyone in the world except you. All right. I mean, I learn something new every day. <laughs> the only one. Uh, okay, well, anyway, Deadpool is popping up at the end of, uh, Endgame. You think so? For we'll sure. We'll see. Um, did you see the, uh, trailer for Toy Story? Toy Story 4. I did. And can I say, I was not, um, I was not blown away. I, uh, have been very resistant to the idea of them making another Toy Story. And the trailer, I was like, I'll go see it. Yeah, it looks like, like, it's it's Toy Story. It's Toy Story and it's Pixar, so it's going to be good. But, like, the trailer, there was nothing really for me to get, like, super excited about in that trailer. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, we're doing it again. <laughs> yeah, a toy, we're going to introduce you to a toy you're going to really like, then we're going to lose him for half the movie. Woody's going to leave the rest of the gang and then he's going to have a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. It's kind of like um I don't know, it kind of looks like they're doing Finding Nemo but with toys. Mm. So I don't know. Uh some interesting things. Uh there's when they're recapping like, "Oh, you know, we've been so many places or whatever." There's what looks like a flashback of Andy with holding Woody and Buzz. Mm-hmm. But it's a very different Andy. Like it's 2019 animation Andy, uh-huh. as opposed to the crazy looking Andy from the original. Uh-huh. Uh So people on Twitter are taking issue with that. Like, oh, are you just it. are you just replacing Andy? Like we know what he looks like. That's true. I wish they'd bring Sid back. He was a good character. He's probably in prison though, right? He, <laughs> in, I think it's in Toy Story three, Toy Story two or three. There's a dump truck. That goes by, or and he, and a, a, a garbage truck, and he's the garbage man that jumps. On. And that's a punchline because I know. So I, I <laughs> it's very problematic. I Disney. saw that and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> he got what he deserved." <laughs> it's like what trash men are the worst, right, guys? <laughs> man, making an honest living is for suckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. No, 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 bueno, Disney. No, bueno. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, also, Forky, who is the new character, yeah. says something about also like, kind of problematic. <laughs> he says something about like becoming conscious. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I was just a fork, and then all of a sudden, I woke up." Wait, which I'm, is Toy Story really <laughs> trying to have this existential exploration of what, what it means to be conscious? Yes, I hope if they're going to do that, they lean all the way into it. Don't just pay it lip service. It's and not move a kids' on. movie anymore. It's just a full on like. What is consciousness, bro? <laughs> so what... Uh, Told by toys. I want them to establish firmly in this movie what makes something conscious and what makes it not conscious. So we can just answer that question for the rest of the universe. <laughs> like, when something is given eyeballs and a mouth, does that make it conscious? 
Like, when, why can Forky start? Oh, you know, here, I'm calling it now. You know what I think it's going to be? Hmm. I oh, think, I know it. I know what it is. I think I the love of a is. child. Yes, that's exactly the, what it is. The love of a child grants you consciousness, which is very uh, non-inclusive to people without children. <laughs> you know, Disney, yeah. there are people who can't have children or choose not to have children. They're still conscious. I like that you're getting upset at the hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, come on, Disney. That's really not cool. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you guys would hypothetically do that. Um, what if you found out that like Toy Story 4 was just like Disney's pro-life propaganda <laughs> there is no such thing as a conscious experience without the life and love of a small child <laughs> boycott Planned Parenthood <laughs> Disney there's a little that's heavy the, handed that's the Gracie films uh, <laughs> jingle oh. at the end of the Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like it should be at the end of a Disney PSA about pro life. <laughs> and they can legally do that now. They can <laughs> They can do whatever they want now. Yeah. Um did you see uh Bear Grylls has a new Netflix show coming out? Mm, is it Man vs. Wild but Netflix? It's called You vs. Wild. Oh, so he takes a normal person out with him? It's better than that. Okay. So, did you watch uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch? Oh, it's like an interactive thing yes. where you tell him what to do? Yeah. So, he's so, like, so he's, should I climb this mountain or should I trudge through the river? And then you decide, is that what his accent is? I don't know what accent that is, but... I it, have to... I, I haven't seen enough Bear Grylls he recently has, to you know, know. vague accent. I think he's from Wales or something. Okay, so, it's so like I more, nailed it then. Yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. Um, he's from Wales or something like that. But um, uh, that's a cool idea. So, ba- essentially, he went out and shot a, every at every like little segment of decision-making. He shot like a bunch of different possibilities, and you can yeah. choose which one for him to do. That's yeah. cool. Do, th- do any of them end with him dying? Because um, that'd be great. <laughs> That like like one of the options is all right. I'm either gonna take this vine and throw it across the gorge and swing across and like you can tell in his tone that's clearly what like he wants you to choose. But then he's like, or I can start from way back there, run and try to jump across. And like they use CGI to like have him try to jump, but he doesn't make it and falls and plummets to his death. That would be amazing. Right. So there's right like a the, nine-year-old kid watching it. He's like, "Oh my god, I just killed Bear Grylls!" Right at the beginning, <laughs> when you're starting it, it's like in loving memory, Bear Grylls, <laughs> yeah. 1968 to 2019. Yeah, and you're like, "Wait, <laughs> that means like choose wisely." That see that I think that's the next step is like using CGI to like like fabricate things in documentaries like that would or in like documentary style filmmaking i think that would that's like the next step of like where cgi is going to be implemented in faking bear girl's death or making his his death seem like he's still alive wait does he die on the show or he dies in reality and then no. They cover it up on the show. No, 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 no. He's not really dying. They just use cgi to show you that like if you would have picked the idea that if you would have picked one of these things he would die. Oh, right. Because that's the one thing that we never see on these survival shows is like 
<laughs> the host dying? <laughs> well, not, not the host dying, but one thing we never see or they never really explore is like, he means sometimes they'll pay lip service to it, like, oh, you know, I can't do that because if I did, I would die. But I think it'd be interesting to see what, wh- like, why? Does that make sense? Like, if he tried to, like, because I don't know, there'll be a situation in Man vs. Wild where he'll be like, Oh, he's like, luckily I didn't put my foot in that hole the wrong way. I might have lost my grip and slipped. Right, I would like see to that. see. Th- yeah, yeah. Let, let's see that, man. Like, I think that'd be cool. So, you know, it's not real, but it's right. like because it's CGI, obviously. But like, I think it'd be cool to have that option. Like, not every option works out. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like he he loses. You know what I mean? That'd, yep. be, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, maybe there's like one option where like in the beginning of the episode he's like all right i gotta make sure that this this uh this this uh this water system works right to water these plants or i won't have food for the entire trip and like you get that wrong and like at the end like they use cgi towards so like in the third act of the episode he's like all emaciated and and skinny (laughs) it looks like he hasn't eaten in three months you know (laughs) that'd be great dude uh, we'll see. That sounds like a great show. Sounds yeah, like a good idea. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, uh, I, there's a new trailer for a movie called uh, Lucy in the Sky. What's that? Sounds like it's based on a novel I would hate to read. Uh, it's so. Here's what the trailer is. Mm-hmm. Basically, Natalie Portman. Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 Natalie. Wait, 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 and John Hamm. Okay, John Hamm's cool. Okay, right. but Natalie Portman is like she's one of those actresses in that. And there's a category of actresses for me that I can't watch because they always look like they're about to start crying like all the time. <laughs> so like Natalie Portman's <laughs> Natalie Portman's in there. Um, Steven Tyler's daughter's in there. Uh, what's her name? Liv, Liv Tyler. Tyler's in there. Um, Jessica Chastain is in there. Like they all look like they're a borderline, like about to just lose it and start crying. And I just can't, I can't take it seriously. It's like, it's just, I feel like you're overacting, you know, mm. people don't cry that easily. You know, it takes a lot for people to cry. They're, no in one's real life. Yeah. Yes. No one's constantly on the verge of tears. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. Keep going. Yeah. So, uh, Lucy in the sky, basically she's an astronaut and she does a long mission mm. on the space shuttle mm. and then out in space and gets to see the whole world from, you know, way up above and then see all the stars and everything. And it's crazy. And then she comes back from this mission and is a murderer and has a very difficult time adjusting back to like regular life to Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? It's like, uh, would you like delivery? She's ordering a pizza. Would you like delivery or takeout? She's like, what does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So basically, like her living regular life is very mundane. And she's like, I don't know what, like this all seems really insignificant. Yeah. Um, she's having adrenaline withdrawals kind of thing. Yeah. Like soldiers that come back from being yeah. deployed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm already like, okay, this sounds interesting. Um. And then I found out mm-hmm. that it is the movie is loosely based on uh, Lisa Nowak. Did you say Lucy based? <laughs> it's Lucy based uh-huh. uh, on Lisa Nowak, uh, who is an astronaut. It's pronounced B.J. Novak. <laughs> Lisa Nowak. B.J. Novak. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, my uh, I wrote that down wrong. My bad. So BJ Novak <laughs> from the office, from the office, played by Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, he's it's an a, ast- it's, a, it's a biopic. He is an astronaut. Well, Natalie Portman. Most people don't know that BJ Novak, before he got the role on the on the office, was actually uh, a very well well known and world renowned astronaut for the United States government. He had a very difficult time adjusting to everyday life. And decided to become uh, the star and one of the writers on uh, a very successful TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, have you heard of Lisa Nowak is the diaper astronaut lady. Have you ever heard about her? No, it sounds gross. Okay, so this is an amazing story. And now that I know it's about her, I cannot wait to see this movie. So Lisa Nowak was a lady who was an astronaut and went to space and with this other astronaut guy. Mm-hmm. They spent a bunch of time up there. I don't know if there were other people, but it was him and her up there for a while. She kind of got attached, got some feelings, came back, uh, it had a difficult time adjusting back to Earth, mm-hmm. and then uh, became very, very, very jealous when she... He got sent back up, but she didn't? No, when she, uh, he got in romantically involved, or she thought he was romantically involved with this other woman not an astronaut just another lady uh and so she got so mad uh, and so jealous that she drove 950 miles from her home in houston to orlando where he was uh in order to kill this lady that she thought was like romantically involved with her astronaut pal and here's where the diaper part comes in she didn't want to stop to pull over to use the bathroom but no. she wore a diaper the whole time she wore diapers the whole time and when she was caught she had in her possession a steel mallet uh, a knife a bb gun and a map <laughs> a map to the lady's house and she was wearing diapers wait and- this this story <laughs> so you gotta understand you gotta understand when i'm th- so the way you describe the trailer for the movie i'm imagining like it's like um it's like every other Natalie Portman movie. I, I'm imagining basically the. Tr- <laughs> so I know Natalie Portman is not in this movie, but I'm I'm basically imagining the trailer for like Arrival. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's, it feels it's like very yeah. thought provoking and kind of like, but there's like it feels like that, but a little bit more. Fan- there's a few more like fantastical elements, right. Kind of to it. So like, I can't and- imagine that being the same movie as someone driving across the country. <laughs> In a diaper, <laughs> with a BB gun and a steel mallet, <laughs> to murder a woman that she's never met. <laughs> like that does that sounds like two very different movies. Yeah. So I watched the trailer and I was like, oh wow, this is this looks cool. Yeah, I probably want to oh, see this. Oh, it looks kind of like across the universe. This will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out it's about this lady, and I was like, is that diaper astronaut lady? <gasps> oh, it is. Oh my gosh. So do you think that they're going to do you think they're going to have Natalie Portman in a diaper? Do you think they're going to have the diaper element they of it? They have to. They have to, right? If it's that's like her claim to fame. Like if you search diaper lady, she'll come up. No, I don't want to search that. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> safe search on on that one. <laughs> so I should just you're telling me I should just Google chick in a diaper and then I'll probably <laughs> find it. No, 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 no. Very different. Astro- or, astronaut lady diaper. So, okay. So, so I should just, I should Google, um, chick in diaper affair with lover 
I should just Google that. I'll probably find that no, story. No, 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 no. Very specifically, the phrase astronaut lady diaper. So I should Google chicken in diaper love affair in a car, Florida. That's what I should Google. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that will not get you to what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. so, I mean, it's a love triangle. So I guess you're telling me I should Google chick in a diaper threesome <laughs> in a car with a mallet. What, All right. what you Google on your own time, that's your business. <laughs> cool. I'm sure I'll find it. I'm sure I'll find something of note. I'll report back next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll share my results with you next week. Um, well, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of trailers, I guess we can talk about movie trailers. Uh, have you seen the trailer for that uh, Ben Affleck uh, Netflix movie? No. What movie is it? It's called Triple Frontier. No. And it's uh, it's a star-studded cast, as they mm. say. It's uh, it's directed by J.C. Shandor, who... Uh, is Operation, one of the members of NSYNC? Operation Condor. Okay. Uh, yeah, so J.C. Chazay from uh, NSYNC is directing a movie. Uh, he directed... Um, I forget. Oh, he was like a producer on The Dark Knight. Um, he directed... Uh, there was another movie he directed, but I can't remember what it is. But anyway... Um, this is like his, like basically his second big director, director project or whatever. And it's, it's a direct to Netflix. Like, so it's Netflix produced, um, movie called triple frontier about it stars Ben Affleck. Um, Matt Damon. No, Robin it's, Williams. It stars Ben Affleck and Charlie Hunnam from, uh, uh, talk anymore. Okay. no, that's, uh, that's Charlie Puth. Um, uh, are Charlie Puth and Sean Mendez the same person? Probably. I'm pretty huh? sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, it stars Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy. Um, what's the guy's name from uh, Game of Thrones who gets his head smashed? Mm, Hodor. A, no. I have a very limited Game of Thrones. Uh, what's knowledge. his name? Jon Snow, then. No. He's also in Narcos. Mm. He's the Latino guy with the mustache, like a thick mustache. He's in The Great Wall with Matt Damon. If we were playing Six Degrees of Separation, we would have made it back by now. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Escobar, I think is his... No, that's Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Narcos part, right? He was in uh, Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. Uh, yeah, I definitely did The Golden Compass. <laughs> <laughs> Kingsman 2, The Golden Compass. The Golden Corral. Um, so, yeah, he's in it. Uh, um, who else is in it? Uh... There's a lot of people in it. Like, it's a star-studded cast, right? Sounds like it. Um, It's about uh, a group of, like, Navy SEALs, because, of course, it's 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 about a group of <laughs> Navy SEALs who have, like, done all these, like, black ops missions for the United States government and are, like, the best at what they do and have never taken... They've taken down drug lords and, and human traffickers and, and, you know, some of the most dictators and all these kinds of things and have never taken a dime for themselves of, like, the loot that they take or whatever. So they... Let me guess. So they decide to do one last mission yeah. for themselves. Yeah, basically. And, um, yeah, because several of them are in financial straits and stuff like that. And so Ben Affleck's like... We gotta, we gotta, we'll do one more mission, but for us this time. It, uh, I believe are they trying in, to take, the, 
Are they trying to take back the American? Uh, <laughs> no, they're not trying to. Uh, they're not the trying American to, West. <laughs> no, they're trying to. Uh, there's some. Uh, it takes place in South America, and there's some like drug lord who Pablo Escobar. No, it's some other drug lord, some fictitious drug lord, and um, they're at first they're going to. Um, they actually reveal a lot about the story in the trailer, but at first they're going, to, which you kind of have to do for a Netflix movie. They um, in the, the at first they're just gonna go capture the drug dealer, and I think what it looks like from the trailer is like it was supposed to be a simple like uh, capture the drug dealer and then like tie him up and then take all of his money and leave but what ends up happening is they get there and this is what it looks like from the trailer i could be wrong but when they get there he was in the process of of getting ready to move to a different country and so when they get there none of the people are where they should be according to their plans because mm. like they're all in the middle of this big move and all of the money is in different trucks on this caravan oh, yeah. <laughs> and so they're like and so there's like some money still when they get to the office, like his, like the drug dealer's office in his house, they're like, there's some money there. He's like, let's just take whatever we can fit in these back. Cause they have no plan now. And of course they have no like support or anything. So like they're kind of on a suicide mission at this point. Cause they're like five the U.S. Old. government. It's just about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've gone rogue. Um, so like, they're like, this is a suicide mission. Let's just take whatever money we can in these backpacks and get out of here. He's like, no. And Ben Affleck's like, no way. There's over $700 million in these trucks. He's like, he's like, so how, what are we going to do? He's like, we hunt quickly and we hunt efficiently. So now they have to go around and like, and collect pelts. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, <laughs> now they have to go around and kind of blindly try to take down this entire, a drug cartel and get away with their trucks of money. It looks like a straightforward, like kind of like action survival movie kind of thing. It looks good though. And That's it's cool. like the first of that kind of movie that Netflix has done, like kind of like a big scale action movie. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out on a Netflix, you know, production. Um, did you see today uh, the John Wick three trailer came out? No, I uh, see there was like a teaser a couple months ago. I haven't seen the new one that came out today. Uh, Does it look good? I haven't seen any John Wick, so here's what it is. There's a lot of cars. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of punching. There's mm -hmm. a lot of shooting. There's some swords. Mm -hmm. And there's some dogs. Mm -hmm. That's basically it, yeah. yeah. They're really good, though. You should see it. Like, the, <laughs> the action. What is act. the thing with the dogs? Because he was like, so the someone said, like, oh, uh, this, all this for a puppy? And he's like, it wasn't just a puppy. So in the first movie, the he's like the world's most deadly assassin, but he wants out of the life. And so he just wants to retire with him and his dog and uh, his woman or whatever. Uh -huh. But his woman dies of cancer. Oh, oh, sorry. His woman dies of cancer. That's why he wants out of the business. He's like, oh, I have okay. no reason. I'm not motivated to do this anymore. He's like, I've lost everything I love. I would think it would be the opposite. And he's like, now I have nothing to lose. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, he was doing it to provide for her. So like, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of other ways that. You can hey man, I didn't write. For, I didn't write the movie for your cancer-stricken wife. I didn't, I didn't write the movie, so she dies, and he's like, "I want out. I don't want to do this anymore." And he's like, "I'm just gonna retire me and my dog," and blah 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 blah. He runes into like some like has a chance encounter with like some ruffians, and like one of the ruffians is like the the like the wayward son of like a mob boss, and so he thinks he's he's he you know he thinks he's a tough guy. He's got right? something to prove. Yeah, so he's like so he like runs into them at a gas station. They kind of harass him, and he like you know he's. 
he knows who he is but they don't and so he's just like hey guys leave me alone blah 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 blah, whatever and he drives off he has like a really nice mustang so they follow him and that night they um they they steal his car and they like uh are trying to rob his house but of course like he's john wick (laughs) like he's like nah man (laughs) so he kills a few of them but they also they like light his house on fire and kill his dog uh and so he was going to let them go, but they killed his dog. And he like loved that dog because it was like a gift that his wife gave him like before she died. And so like, <laughs> so he okay. like, he, he takes it personally uh, that the, they killed his dog. And cause the son escapes and escapes back to his father. Who's a mob boss. who's like protecting him. Mm-hmm. So in order to kill the son, he has to kill this entire like fleet of mob guys and he will stop at nothing to do so. Okay. So, but why? <sighs> It's just strange. I, to I, me. I don't. I don't it's, know. It's, the well, logic don't, of it is strange to me. What and don't I know you understand? It's an action movie. What, but, yeah. What don't you understand? But like, all right, honey, it's uh, it's not pretty, but it's my job. I go out and kill people. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I, I have to provide for you. Like these these medical bills are expensive. I got to go out and kill some more people. Mm-hmm. And then she dies, and he's like, That's it for me. Yeah, he was. I'm only- hanging it up. Yeah. Then he gets attacked. They kill his dog, and he's like, "Nope, I'm back in it." He's no, he's not in it. He's but, not in it. He's just, it's just he's getting specific revenge. To yeah. the, okay. He's not taking contracts anymore. He's just like trying to find this guy. This one's this for one me. guy. Yeah, basically. So similar to the Matt Damon thing. Yeah, and then the second one, the second one, John Wick Two, Commons in that one. Nice. Uh, I forget why in the second. Oh, I oh in the second one, because he killed this guy's son. Uh, the guy puts a hit out on John Wick. And so basically John Wick has to like, they make up some reason where like you can get immunity from your hit. And he, and so he has to do this one last hit for the, the organization so they can clear his name, blah, 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 blah. And then the third one, he broke the rules somehow. I got to rewatch him, but he broke the rules somehow in the second one to where like all the assassins are now coming after him. So in this third one, it's like, it's, it's open season on John Wick. So, everyone's trying to kill him like around the world and like a big part of what makes these movies cool is not just the good action because the action is amazing but what makes it cool is like they've developed this whole like secret underground world of like assassins and they have like hotels like that from the outside just look like regular high-rise hotels but they're like specifically designed for hitmen who are on missions and they're considered like neutral spaces it's it's like this whole kind of like harry potter-esque like (laughs) Harry Potter for assassins. Yeah, it's like this whole, you know, this whole like magician, magician, uh, wizard versus muggle type thing. But it's like assassins versus like civilians. It's pretty interesting. They have like a coin system. It's interesting. It's pretty intricate. Yeah, I think you'd like it if you're a Harry Potter fan. (laughs) If there's also a three headed dog in this movie. (laughs) If if you like Harry Potter, then you'll love John Wick. Mm -hmm. There's a three-headed dog, but he dies immediately. <laughs> yeah, the, the bad guy movie. kills him. Yeah, he killed my three-headed dog. Oh man. Um, what else? Uh, that's it for me. You got any? Oh, that's it. Else? Yeah. Uh, did you hear Metallica is playing uh, with the San Francisco Symphony in a few months? No, that's interesting. They are. I think it's kind of lame. <laughs> I uh, I, they've done it before. Apparently, like they yeah. did it like ten, fifteen. 10 or 15 years ago uh-huh. and like as an anniversary of that album they're doing it again and it's like a cross promotion because the 
city of San Francisco is opening a new like concert hall. Okay. And so they're using this as like the first big event there. So it's like a kind of cross promotional thing. I just think it's kind of lame because I watched uh, when I heard that this happened and I heard that they've done it before. I YouTubed the first time they did it. And it's just kind of lame watching like one of the biggest metal bands of all time, like their music being played by 80 year olds in tuxedos. <laughs> well, is it with them at the same time? Yeah. So like the band Metallica is playing amongst a sim like a, a a symphonic orchestra. The funny thing is is the orchestra members do not want to be doing that. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I practiced every single day of my life for twelve hours to do this. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. It's kind of lame. Like, and I think it's just a it's like the last straw. Like. It's the straw that broke the camel's back of like Metallica being a like a an actual metal band, and now they're just like, oh. it's locking them into like it's just kind of lame, you know. Like well, I think they're trying to, they're not. Well, they know they're not like cool anymore. Yeah. So they're just trying to like cement themselves as like yeah a legendary band. I mean, we should have. Yeah. I mean, they but they to in my opinion, they've already done that. They're just, I don't know, man, just, they're completely, they just don't care anymore. They're in their 60s. They're like, are they, are they in their 60s? Yeah, man. They're just yeah. like, eh. I mean, that makes sense. They're, yeah. There's only a 20 year age gap between them and the string players. So yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, that performance with Lady Gaga, did you see that? With Metallica? Yeah, man. No. That was, uh, what, maybe two years ago at the Grammys? Okay. It's it not great. Mm. But anyway. Yeah, man. All right. Well, anything else? Oh, shout outs. Oh, we can do some shout outs. <laughs> you're uh, you're eager. Um, oh, shout out to um, this happened today, but shout out to uh, a good friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, Teddy Obit. Ted, it, he's got so many names. It's hard to keep. Yeah, track. we know. We know him as one thing, but his, his his artist name is Teddy. I thought it was Obot, like robot. Like I think Obot. it's Oboat. I think it's Roboat. Oh. <laughs> I think I think it's short for Theodore Roboat. Theodore Roboat. Shout out to belt. Theodore Roboat. Uh, no, you can you can find Teddy's music on Apple and Spotify. Teddy Obot. O B O T. Yeah, Obot. Teddy Is it Obot? I I don't know. That's that's what I would guess. Ob Obot. over Oboat. We really should have looked this up. <laughs> yeah, we should have asked him. Should have just called him. Hey, how do you say your name? Uh, I mean, it's on him to pick a name that people know how to say, right? Yeah. I should know. My name's Asan. <laughs> every every podcast show. <laughs> like, All right, follow me online. H at H-A-S-H-O-H. Exactly. N. But no, shout out to Teddy. Teddy Obut on Instagram and Facebook and everything. Find his music. He has a good song out right now. Um. He's a lot of good songs out. But yeah, he put out a new song recently, but he shouted us out on Instagram. Go listen to his music and buy it and do all that good stuff. Um, shout out to Nick. Uh, Again? Yeah, he continues to shout us out in our DMs. Oh, uh, I haven't seen him. Or maybe he just likes me. <laughs> shout out to Nick for listening. Uh, who else? Shout out to... Uh... Shout out to Jessica Jean Jarden. Yes. Uh, for being on the podcast. Shout out to Lou. Shout out to Lou. For being Lou, Lou Seifer, for being on the podcast. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, shout out yeah. to him. Big shout outs. 
Uh, anybody else? Uh, I'm gonna shout out to Hana, our friend. Oh Hana. yeah, shout out to Hana. Hana, good friend, funny improviser, and just uh, per, uh, purveyor of postcards. Yes. Um, if you know, you know. Uh, jumpsuit uh, extraordinaire. Yep. Shout out to Natalie. Shout out to Natalie. If What's we, up, if Natalie? We shout out to Hana. We got to shout out to Natalie. Um, who else? Anybody else? I'm going to shout out to all the listeners. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mystery Dan. Uh, shout out to Mystery Dan. Mystery if you Dan. get it, you get if it. If you know, you yeah. know. Shout out to Mystery Dan, the man. The who myth, is he? Who isn't he? Who, man, He's it's mystery a mystery. Dan. It's mystery. Um, shout out to uh, all the listeners, um, present and uh, future. Mm-hmm. And shout out to McDonald's. Shout out to McDonald's. Holding this week. us down with the sweet and sour sauce. Uh, shout out to um, where was that? What was that ice cream place we went to? Oh, Ample Am- Hill. Shout out to Ample Hills ice cream. That was yeah, fire. That was it was fire ice cream. Spicy ice cream. Shout yeah. out to them for having a. They took a, like a craftsman style house and converted it into an ice cream shop yeah, in cool. LA. Craftsman style houses are my jam. So I was really happy. Extremely. The only thing that could be better than a, a an ice cream restaurant that's in the shape of a craftsman style house is if there was an in and out in the shape of a craftsman style house. <laughs> that would be sick. That would be. Uh all right, I feel like we're landing the plane right now. Yeah. Ah, I shouldn't have said that. It's sensitive, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> you feel like we're we're, we're landing flight 187 right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're rounding third base. Yeah. Uh shout out to Ronnie Adrian uh friend of the show uh funny man anybody yes. else uh shout out to jake regal shout out to jake friend regal, of the show friend funny of the guy. show we got to have those two on at some point it's a shame they haven't been on yet i know like we're really close to yeah. getting them on but hmm. all right uh yeah you can follow us online at weekly regular um i am at b shot b shot b shot <laughs> you can find me online at Asan the DJ at AHS. Uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, at AHSOHN the DJ on Instagram and everywhere else. And you can follow the podcast at Weekly Regular on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, see you next week. See you next week.